looking, looking back into our vision for 2013 that we've called Connect the Dots. And so our vision has been to help uh, people make the connections that will change their life. At the beginning of this year, we talked about how when the wheel, the wheel was invented, the wheel was built, the wheel was made, what a huge difference it made in the world. Uh, so many of our modern conveniences are made on the concept of the wheel. Cars, watches, uh, 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 most of our technology is based on some kind of system of a wheel, and those things would never exist. We also talked about uh, how when penicillin was discovered, how millions and millions and millions of people's lives have been saved because millions of people died before penicillin was discovered. We also talked about the guinea worm in Africa, which is a parasite that lives in the water. And when it was discovered that by using a simple, uh, very cost-effective filter, very simple cloth apron system, pour the water through it, then drink it, uh, about 98% of all cases of the guinea worm have been wiped out in the last maybe 15, 20 years. And so here's the point that we made. So much of life is about making the right connection. And so we talked about connecting the dots. In other words, the, everything that we needed on earth to make the wheel has always been here from the beginning of time. But until somebody connected the, the understanding with the raw material, the wheel didn't exist. But when that connection was made, something powerful set in motion. Well, the penicillin has always grown in certain types of mold. But millions and millions of people died until somebody discovered what, that it was there and what it would do and connected that medicine with these sicknesses. And then powerful things happened. In the same way, the guinea worm has tortured and, and killed uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. But when somebody figured out, if you'll just pour the water through a strainer first, then drink it, you can wipe this out. It's a very simple thing. When the right connections are made, powerful things happen inside our lives. And these connections that you can make, and when those connections are made over time, they make a powerful impact. So... I want to talk to you in the next few minutes about the entire month of August. We're going to be talking about Connect the Dots. At the end of this month, I want to share something really awesome with you we're going to do. We're going to have a thing called an all-church picnic sponsored by Next Steps. So on August, whatever the last Sunday of this month is, August 25th, I think, on that Sunday morning, go ahead and gear up and get ready. It's going to be a family fun day. We're going to be here at 9 o'clock in one combined service. And after that service, there will be no life groups that day. We're going to leave and go over to the Legacy Center. We'll have inflatable games. We'll have food. We'll have a tour you can take to see what, uh, what your next step at Kingwood Church might be. In other words, maybe your next step is to find a life group. Maybe your next step is to grow in your faith and go to life streams. Maybe your next step is to start serving somewhere and do a 30 serve. But it's going to be an incredible day we're going to end this whole vision thing with. And I, I want to ask you to join us on that day. Now, before we get there, let me go back to square one. Every vision that this church will ever have is always going to start in the same place, right? How many of you heard me say this before? You already know it's coming, right? It starts with your relationship with God. I can't figure out, when I read the New Testament, I can't figure out, when I look at what everything Jesus said about the church and the kingdom, I can't figure out what else the church is for other than to help you connect with God, find 
a growing relationship with Christ. So, we're going to talk about three connections that are vital for your faith and life. We'll talk about a God connection, a go connection, and a group connection. Today, we're going to talk about a God connection. So, in this kind of ongoing idea of what a God connection is, an ongoing, regular connection. For too long in the American church, we've defined relationship with God as a salvation experience. I was saved at, you know, kids camp. I was saved at Sunday school. I was saved at vacation Bible school. I, I remember I prayed a prayer. I said the thing. I did the deal. I remember that. And so since I can remember that, that's what there is to it. And what I want you to understand is there's a lot more to it than that. There is an ongoing, what I'm going to call today, a God connection. Now, how many, how many of you have been married more than five years? Been married more than five years. How many of you have figured out in those five plus years that a wedding and a marriage are not the same thing? Somebody. <laughs> right? Okay. How many of you have, and I'm, I'm going to quantify this, I'm slightly biased. How many of you have two children or more? I'm not sure one counts. How many of you have two children or more? How many of you have figured out that having a child and raising a child are two different things? Yes? Yes. Okay. Becoming a Christian and having a relationship with God are not the same thing. Because you prayed a prayer, because you accepted Christ, because you welcomed Him in your heart, because your sins are forgiven, is not the same thing as having a relationship with God. And what I want to say to you today is, in this whole idea of these powerful connections, you will live a more powerful life. You will fulfill God's plan for your life. You will fulfill kingdom destiny and, and New Testament life when you have an ongoing connection with God. I'm just calling it a God connection. Now, we live in a very fast-paced and shallow culture, right on the surface. And a lot of our living, because of our pace, ends up being just kind of dry. If you, if you look through Scripture, you'll notice a trend, particularly in the Old Testament. I don't know why all the reasons that it's true, but it's true. You can see it all the way through. The more blessed people are, the more their life tends to change. And so we've often called America the most blessed nation on earth. And I don't know why it's true, but there seems to be a direct connection between how blessed we are and how connected to God we are. In other words, the more God blesses us, the less we pray. And I don't know why that's true, but it was true for Israel, it was true in the Old Testament, and it's true now. And so what I'm saying, though, is for us to understand where we are, sometimes we've got to filter through those blessings, we've got to filter through those good things that have come in our life, and we've got to say, it doesn't matter how many things I have right in my life, I need God. I need a connection with God. I need a life-giving, ongoing relationship and connection with God. Now, Jesus is our model for how to have a God connection. He's our prayer was at the center of his life. He prayed, listen to this, he prayed because he needed God. That's, that's a strange thought. Jesus prayed because he needed the Father. If Jesus prayed because he needed the Father, then how much more do we need the Father? So let me give you three powerful connections uh, if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you a few groups of three this morning. Here's the first one. Here's three things you can do to keep your connection with God strong, your relationship with God moving. 
Very simple. Number one, weekly worship. Weekly worship. In other words, this fall, as you look from now to Christmas, say, you know what? Let's make a commitment as a family. Every time we're in town, you know, every time one of us isn't sick or whatever, every time we can, let's make a commitment that on the Sabbath day, on Sunday, we're going to join together with our family, we're going to join together with our church family, and we're going to worship. And the reason we're going to do that is because we need to stay close to God. And the further we get away, the further we, we go in this, in this dry, fast-paced life we live, the less connected to God we are. Weekly worship. The Bible said Jesus had a custom. In other words, he developed a habit in his life of going to the temple every Sabbath day. It was a life-giving connection to him. Here's the second one. Weekly worship, monthly soak. You may have heard we have something in our church called soak. I think it's interesting that the Lord's Prayer begins not with my Father, but with our Father. Our Father who art in heaven. There are those times that we need to gather together in intense prayer, intense worship, intense ministry. Look, Luke 9, 28 and 29, then I'll skip to the end, 34 and 35. This is when Jesus pulled some of his disciples away, and they had a powerful experience with God. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him, and he went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Now I want you to see what happened when Jesus pulled these disciples away to the mountain, and they began to pray, and they began to connect with God. I want you to see one of the most important things that happened. They got a deeper understanding of who Jesus is. And they got a command from a voice in heaven, this is my son, listen to him. The reason that we have soap once a month, the reason that we have that special time where we pull away, we don't have announcements, we don't have an offering, we don't do any other kind of things like that, we don't have a sermon. We come together once a month to go up on the mountain with God and say, God, we want to listen to you, we want to hear you, and when we leave here, we want to know Jesus better. And that's why we do it. And so that soak is a phenomenal way that we can gather together and we can understand Jesus better. We can connect with God in a deeper way. I, I could tell you till the time for service to end today, stories of people's lives that have been touched and soaked because they gave God that space and, and they, they made that commitment. So that's why I ask every month, every leader in our church, Every, every life group leader, every ministry team leader, every, every person that serves at Kingwood in any way, every worship team person, every kids worker, let's all get together, go to the mountain together, and let's connect with God, come down understanding Jesus better, and walking closer to him. That's what it is. And so that's why we do. So the third Sunday night of each month, what we do is we, when we leave here after the morning services, we shut everything, we turn the lock, lights off, we lock everything, we clear the calendar, there's no, there's no meetings, there's no ministries, there's no events, there's nothing on the calendar that day. One time a month, we want to have a sacred space where we don't do anything else, but we just come and meet God. And that is a life-giving connection. That, that keeps us closer to God. Here's the last one. 
And this is what I really want to spend the last few minutes we have talking about. Daily devotions. Weekly worship, monthly soak, daily devotions. What I mean by daily devotions is whatever daily devotions means to you. For some people that are just starting, it might be three times a week. For others, it might be five times a week. For those that have walked with God for quite a while, your devotional life may have grown to seven times a week. Let me tell you what the standard is in the American church right now. In the American church, only 10 to 15% of believers have devotions five days a week or more. Five days a week or more. And, that, and that's where a lot of our spiritual weakness comes from. So what I'm sharing with you in the next few minutes, if these statistics are right at all, is powerfully relevant to most of our lives. So let me, if you have a pen, let me give you three things you need. Here's another set of three. You ready? Three's the perfect number. Trinity, we're going to go three again. Forget the old three. We're off that. Now we're on the new three. Here they come. Three things you need to have a good devotional life. You need to find a place. You need to find a place. And uh, Jesus oftentimes pulled away to quiet places. So <clears throat> we kind of set up here this morning and said, wherever that is for you, maybe, maybe your living room, maybe a back room, maybe it's outside. Um, I, when I do my devotions, I walk. I just walk. And, and that, that distracts my brain enough from everything else that I can focus. <laughs> and so how, however you do it, find a place that you set aside that you say, this is going to be the place where I'm going to meet God. And it needs to be a place as much as possible where you're not distracted by potential interruptions. Somebody could bust at any minute and, and all of that. So you need to find a place. Here's the second thing. I'm, I'm big on having a plan. In other words... When I first started doing devotions as a, as a young believer, like I'd get there and then I'd go, now what are we going to do? <laughs> We're here. I mean, I'm looking at this Bible with 66 books and I'm going, like, I don't know where to start. And then I don't know what to pray, so I just pray the same things over and over. But I think it's important to have a plan because it helps you uh, focus. It helps you connect with God. So there are Bible reading plans. And we put, there's an insert in your bulletin today. Uh, we put some information about Bible reading plans. We talked about uh, my utmost for his highest, the one-year Bible, version. There's some very helpful things. version has about, uh, it's free. It has about everything you can imagine on it just to put you on a reading plan through the Bible. But what I really want to talk to you about, because there's so many things out there that will help you with a reading plan, what I wanted to talk to you about is a prayer plan because there's hardly anything out there to help you with your prayer life. So uh, I'll give you the plan I use. It's not a perfect plan. I, I don't need, to be honest with you, I don't think it matters what plan you use. I just think it's important that you use something, and here's the reason why. Because if you don't, if you don't have a way to know that your prayer life is growing in all the ways the Scripture tells us it should grow, you'll tend to pray toward your passions and your interests. But nobody's complete. I mean, Jesus was the only one. So we all pray out of our personality. We all pray out of our interest. We all pray out of what gets our attention. And, and often, most often, uh, let me go further, always, there's some things we're missing unless we bring in scriptural, uh, a scriptural uh, holistic understanding. So I'm going to give you the one I use. It's very simple. I've used it for years. Uh, I've used it so long now, it's kind of in the background. Uh, here it is. My prayer plan is Acts, A-C-T-S. Adore him, change me, thank him, 
and support prayers. So here's what I do. ACTS is very simple. Start with my prayer time. You can see the scripture I put here for you. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations. Look, I just start my prayer time with worship. Lord, I worship you today. I praise you. We're going to do that together this morning. And then I go to change me. So I talk about, okay, God, I want you to work in my life today and help me to see where you're working. I know you're working on me. I know you're not done with me. I'm not perfect. I've got flaws in my character. I've got flaws in my action. I've got flaws in my speech. I've got flaws in my thinking. God, change me. I don't want to stay the way I am. I want to, I want to keep being changed into a greater likeness of you. And I just let God work on me. How many of you need God to work on you? <laughs> need God to work on me. Uh, and then I, then I go to thank him. Uh, Philippians says, uh, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And so I always spend time, Lord, what am, what am I really, what has God done in my life lately that I'm really grateful for or that I, that I appreciate, whatever. And I just spend some time thanking God. And then support prayers. Uh, let me tell you something. Um, the truth is, if you don't have a way to, to balance it, most of our prayer time is spent on ourselves. And so this one's important because this is where you say, who are all the other people that God has put in my life that I need to pray for? So if you could quantify your prayer life, what percentage would you say you spend on yourself? And what percentage would you say you spend on other people? You know your prayer life is growing when your prayers for other people grow in depth and frequency. When that happens, your prayer life is growing. So the way this plan works is I've got it staring at me every day. I'll be so this morning when I did my devotions, I did my prayer walk this morning. Guess who I prayed for today? I prayed for you. <laughs> I said, God. I pray you would stir up a hunger in us this morning. God, I, I pray you would stir a thirst and a longing for a, a connection to you, a face-to-face -face encounter with you, a meeting with you, hunger for your presence, hunger for, for uh, uh, refreshing, hunger for, for your face, for your presence. So I prayed for you. So, so however that looks to you, uh, let me tell you something that just happened uh, this week. I was calling a guy in our church, uh, Doug, is Doug in this service? Is he going to be at second? Doug, Doug Grader, I was calling Doug, and uh, I needed some help on a uh, computer thing, and he said, how, how are you doing? And I thought, well, you know, usually what do you say? Fine. <laughs> and I said, man, you know, we're just busy, right? Just, I gave him a couple things. And he said, you know what, do you mind if I just pray for you right now? I called him at work, and I thought, you know, I hope I'm not interrupted. Is this okay? Yeah, and he said, yeah, can I just pray with you right now? I said, man, I, yeah, that'd be great. He said, you know, I feel like sometimes we... Tell people we're going to pray for them, and, or we want to pray for them, and it doesn't happen. I'd I just like to pray for you. I said, Doug, I'd like that. And he just prayed for me on the phone. And, man, I'm going to tell you, it, it blessed me. It really blessed me for somebody to do that. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want to do a very, I'm gonna, we're going to do a devotion together. You ready? <laughs> so stand with me. I'm going to take you through ACTS. Adore him. Change me. Thank him. Support prayers. So our worship team's going to help us. And we're just going to sing this song again that we sang a few minutes ago. And all I want you to do is I just want to put you put your mind on God. Go ahead and begin. Just put your mind on God. Just begin to worship Him. Lord, I worship you this morning. God, I praise you in this place. Lord, I thank you that you're good. <laughs> I bless you. Lord, I draw close to you this morning.
plan to connect with you today. Now that's what it feels like to have a God connection. You can be seated. Now here's what I want you to do. Stay in the same frame. It's devotions. Was there anything that came to your mind while you were worshiping that you said, ooh, ooh, this part of my life really needs to be surrendered or cleaned up or, man, that thing that happened yesterday or, you know, I really said something I shouldn't have said or, or is there some part of your life, man, I really got to... Maybe there's some things I'm watching on TV. Maybe there's some things that I've allowed in my life. Lord, I really need those things. Maybe in my character. Maybe I've been cutting corners at work. You know, in Isaiah 6, when Isaiah got a revelation of God, he also got a simultaneous revelation of himself. And boy, it caused some things to change. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with me for, for about a minute or two. God, I want you to change me. Would you just focus, Lord, today? I'm, asking you to I'm not asking you to change this church. I'm not asking you to change the people that are here. I'm asking you to change me. I need it. God, I need it. I need your hand in my life. I need your work. Lord, I need your work in my attitude. I need your work in my thought life. Lord, I want to think like you think. God, I want to think the way that your word reveals the truth of God. I want my mind to be tutored by your word. Lord, I want my character to be shaped by your spirit. God, I pray you would change me. I'm telling you, God is meeting you now, and he is changing people in this room this very moment. God, I'm praying, I'm praying that you would touch my inner man. Lord, I, I, I want to please you more. Lord, I, I want this fall to be a season where, where some of the things that have held me back, I just let go of. Lord, I put them to the side. Some of the weights that I've drove around, Lord, I just want to put them off now. God, I want to rise and become everything that you dreamed I'd be. God, I ask you to change me. Lord, just change me. Lord, break me. Break me. Pride and stubbornness, independence. God, I lay those things at your feet. Lord, I, I want to be what you want me to be. God, I surrender my dreams and my plans. I surrender the things that I think I should do. Lord, I lay them at your feet and I say, Lord, teach me. Tutor my life. Change me. Change me. Now, now thank him. What is something you're thankful? Lord, I thank you today for your grace. God, I thank you for the grace of God that walks with me and forgives me and empowers me. God, I thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you that you've never had a negative thought toward me. Lord, I thank you that your love is unfailing for me. God, I thank you for the unending, unfailing love of God. Lord, I thank you for your love. Lord, your love is good. Your love is pure. Your love is strong. Your love is unfailing. You loved me before I knew you were real. Before I knew you existed, you loved me. And I thank you today, God, for your love. I thank you for your grace that empowers me. God, I thank you for the provision that you've put on our life. I thank you that you've continued to meet the unique needs that our family has over and over and over. You've been so gracious. You've been so kind to us. And Lord, it humbles me today, and I thank you for it. God, I thank you. I am so grateful to you. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You are a loving Father. And I thank you and I praise your name. I praise your name. I praise your name. I praise your name. Adore him. Change me. Thank him. Now here's what I want you to do. Stand with me one more time. And I, I, I've, I've been asked, I've been trying to figure out how would we do this. I want you to, I want you to feel something. This is what a devotion is. It's the connection to God. It's a relationship. It's not a doctrine. 
It's not a theology. It's a relationship. I, I just want you, however this, however you can do this, okay? I, I get it. We can't. But if you know the person next to you, if you know their name, we're going to do support prayer. I want you to pray for them by name. If you're comfortable, I want you to pray out loud where they can hear you. If you don't know them, I want you to take a minute and just say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Chris. I'm, just introduce yourself. And we don't know anything else but the person's name. Maybe, or maybe you know who they are. And I just want you to introduce yourself. Go ahead and do that. Introduce yourself if you don't know because you're about to pray for them. <laughs> okay? And, and here's all I want you to do. I want you to pray. I'm going to tell you what you're about to experience. You're about to feel what I felt on the phone last week when Doug prayed for me. You're about to feel what it feels like to have somebody holding your arms up. I want you to pray God's blessing on their life. I want you to pray God's goodness. So let's pray now. Lord, this morning, the person that's next to us, Lord, we ask for your healing on their body. Lord, we ask you for provision for their life. Lord, we ask you for strength. I ask you for blessing in relationships, Lord. Blessing in marriage. Blessing in uh, a parental relationship with uh, uh, parents and kids. Lord, I, I pray for um, an understanding of what you called them to be and do at work, what their vocation is. God, I pray you would expand and bless and strengthen them there. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself, your glory, your wisdom. God, for those who are in this place this morning and need wisdom, they need to know what their next step is. God, I pray you would help them to know, where do I go from here? Those who are deliberating this morning over a difficult decision, God, we pray for them today. We lift them up to you. We pray and curse for the one who came in down today and discouraged. God, we raise their arms up in victory this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can be seated for a minute. Hey, how many of you, how many of you, when, when we worshiped, when we asked God to change us, when we thanked Him, when you prayed for each other, how many of you felt that? I mean, how many of you, how many of you, there's something happening here that's invisible that I can't see. This is, this is the, this is the, this is a God connection that you and I need regularly or we just dry up and dry out. All right. Plan. Sorry, place, plan. Here's the last one if you're writing it down. Priority. Priority. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as, your, as yourself. If you find yourself regularly saying, I would pray more, I would do my devotions, but I don't have time. That might not be a reflection of your desire. It might not be a reflection of your heart. It might be a reflection of your schedule. Maybe it's time between now and Christmas, you look at some things and you say, maybe there's some things that I've allowed to take our time that I can put aside so that I can keep this God connection alive. Maybe, maybe instead of my kids being, you know, on four sports teams, we can do two. But we can make space. Maybe instead of, you know, doing these activities, maybe instead of this hobby, maybe instead of this thing, whatever it is, maybe, maybe there's something you can do in your work schedule. Maybe there's not. But I'm just saying, look at your life and say, this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Love God first. That's the most important thing. And so, a, a, a place, a plan, and a priority. 
Here's a, we put this in your bulletin. It tells you the dates for soak this fall, and it gives you um, several books. I brought them with me. Here's a new book by Wayne Cordo. We've got 10 of them in Kingwood Joe's. It's called The Divine Mentor. It's a great book on devotions. It show, it, he tells in the book how the characters in the Bible changed his life. David and Jeremiah and Paul the Apostle and how they really mentored him, these, these people's stories as he studied Scripture. And it gives you a neat outline and way to do devotions. It's a real neat book. I just got 10 of them. You can get them at Amazon, get them online. I don't know what we're charging. Whatever we paid for them, we're charging. We'll make nothing on them. I just thought it was a great book for devotions, and I wanted you to, to have an opportunity to have it. If you're looking for a devotional book to help you there, this is an absolute classic. I've read it twice. My utmost for its highest. We got those in the bookstore again. We're, we're breaking even on them. I just wanted you to have access to it. You can get it on Amazon. You know, you can get it a lot of places. Uh, my utmost for its highest. Great, great devotional. For those of you who may not have been here in January, our staff wrote a devotional called Connect the Dots. Free. We got a bunch of them in the Kingwood Joe's. At the, um, if you want to pick one of those up on your way out. Here's what we want to do. We want to do everything we can do to help you keep a deep, growing connection with God. That's the deal. So that's our vision. And that's where our vision starts. I bet you'll never guess how we're going to end this service. In prayer. <laughs> Would you stand with me? I just want you to pray with me where you are. And here's all I want you to do. Here's all I want you to do. All I want you to do is close your eyes and ask God to search your heart and, and ask the Lord to help you. Lord, today we surrender. God, I pray today you would help us to see what is it, what is it you want us to do this fall to take that step to get closer to you? Lord, is it, is it a devotional book? Is it a Bible reading plan? Is it a prayer plan? Is it a... a we're going to do devotions. Maybe there's people here, you don't even have a regular devotional life. If the statistics are true, 10 to 15%, then, then most of the people in this room don't. Maybe for you, it's just trying to find a regular, maybe, maybe 15 minutes, three or four times a week. You say, I'm going to set that aside. I'm telling you right now, I want, I want to ask you to reach out to God and say, Lord, I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to put my foot forward. I'm not asking you to make a covenant or a promise, but I'm just saying, whatever your heart is feeling right now, God, I want to connect with you more. God, I want this fall to be a season where you and I are closer together. Just tell him, Lord, I crave you. I long for you. I hunger for you, Lord. I don't want what I feel right now to go away. I don't want what I'm sensing, what my determination, my desire is telling me. Lord, I don't want it to go away. I want to grow closer to you this season. God, I want to pursue you more. Would you just lift your hands and say, God, help me. Lord, help me. Help me to do it. Help me to keep that priority. Help me to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. Hey, God bless you. Great to have you here today.